Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Pat Sherlock, and welcome to the podcast. Today's a deeper dive on the trends with affordable housing marketplace. I have the perfect expert, Marcia Griffin. Marcia is president and CEO of Home Free USA. Home Free is an approved HUD counselor working with low to moderate income, middle income, and households of color to achieve home ownerships. She has spent 40 years in this particular field, and she has an affiliate network spanning 21 states. She's also been active in the financial literacy initiatives, and she connects students to internships and careers. She also hosts a TV show, Smart Money Moves, Building Wealth for Everyday People. Hi, Marcia. How are you? Thank you. Well, this is really an important topic. It's certainly getting a lot of uh, attention in the world of mortgage banking, in, a, in addition to the financial service area. And I'm interested, since you've been doing this about closing the wealth gap for over 30 plus 40 years, what changes have been really the most important from your viewpoint? And what do you think still needs to be done? Excellent question, Pat. First of all, let me say that uh, changes are occurring. Uh, they are slow, but at least we are headed in the right direction. I think uh, no question that that the relationship between lender and customer uh, is 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 a is a great focus now, and it needs to be. Uh, there are more companies focused on products that appeal to uh, people of color, uh, not just low to moderate income, but also middle income. And there are a lot of people out here. Uh, as we know, Freddie Mac says they're 44 million and they're 3.4 million just African-Americans who are ready, mortgage ready today. We need to find them. We need to teach them, we need to encourage them and bring them on into uh, our core. I will say that the increase in down payment programs is an absolute must. And so that has improved uh, through the years. And uh, we have found certainly in Home Free USA and among my 58 affiliates around the country, we're finding that a lot of home buyers are coming to the table, number one, they are not sure what to do first. Mm -hmm. Number two, most of them want, and, and in, in many cases need, down payment and closing cost uh, money. And so we really need to focus as an industry on minimizing denials, getting people prepared, reaching out and touching those people who are more mortgage ready. So more outreach needs to be done. And with all uh, due respect, I will say that the industry, our industry needs to do more partnering uh, with people in the community, with organizations like Home Free USA and other nonprofit organizations who have the influence, who have the trust, who have the capacity to speak to the hearts and minds and recommend 
our lending partners to them. This kind of builds the relationship. This is something that is um, improving through the years. And I do think that we're getting better. And I do think that the industry is really trying, but partnerships will really bring everybody together. So that's a great point that you're making. Talk about a little bit more in depth about what Homefree does and what's the, the services primarily that you're involved with. Excellent. Homefree USA is an organization that I started. I started this. So this is an entrepreneurial endeavor. I started Homefree USA 28 years ago. Why? Because I saw that there was a divide in lenders who wanted to do business in communities of color and the communities of color and their inability to either relate to, trust, understand, and uh, really be, be motivated to kind of, uh, to, to move forward. In Home Free USA, so in, in creating this, this entity, we are what's called an intermediary. So I have 58 other nonprofit organizations that are homeownership providers. This is what we are. We're homeownership providers in all uh, states of the union and among all diverse populations. What we do is prepare people, prepare your customers for approvable home ownership. 96% of all of the people that come from Home for USA from my company are approved the first time. So our job is to work with home owners to, and home buyers, let me just say that too, but home owners to ensure that they understand their credit. We pull a tri-merge credit report. We see them in the eyes of the lender before they get to the lender. We help them to create what we call a mortgage achievement plan. That is a map. Uh, they are assigned a homeownership advisor, one of my staff people. Let me just say that these are people who understand the mortgage process, they have been in the mortgage industry, all of them. They meet with, on a monthly basis, all of our partners so that we can be a marketing arm for the companies that we work for and with. Our job is to wrap our arms around the home buyer and really nurture them through this mortgage achievement plan until they are mortgage ready. When they're mortgage ready by law, of, uh, because we're nonprofit, we have to uh, introduce them to three uh, lenders, most of whom they've met through us anyway, through our classes or interactions in some way, because we do an excellent job of promoting uh, our partners and putting them in the, uh, in the landscape of these consumers who they want to serve. So once they choose the home buyer, chooses which lender they want to go to. We uh, connect them and they can choose any realtor that they want, any lender that they want, but they certainly do uh, ask our advice and, and want some suggestions. But we also work with our home buyers until, uh, until closing. And we stay with them two years after they are in their homes because 
it is critically important that as we work with our home buyers, that they are able to buy a home that they can keep. So talk about this issue, and I'm glad that you started to go into depth the process. I think most lenders maybe don't understand all the effort that you put in to moving that customer through the journey to getting actually the home and, and having the financing through the mortgage. So talk a little bit more in depth about what that process looks like. Well, let me be real clear. Number one, the people that we work with are not just moderate income. Many of them are middle income people who have been forgotten, uh, particularly uh, in the people of color realm. When a person comes to us and we have people coming to us who have never looked at their credit score, don't know, I mean, they really fear the credit report. I can tell you that uh, because they really don't understand it, but they really don't you know, they're not trying to hear, get any bad news. Even though they know that they're saving money, they may be, uh, you know, paying all their bills on time. And so we get people in the high 700s all the way down into roughly the middle 500s. Our job is to work with both. With the higher credit score, there's a lot of indecision. There's a lot of uh, uh, sort of uh, questioning about, who should I work with? Or oh, I've heard all of these tales of woe. You know, I'm not sure if I, I don't want to lose the money that I have, especially when we're talking about minorities. They've heard about denials. They've heard about foreclosures. They've heard about the bad credit and all that. Look, the, the media, the media simply uh, accelerates the negative news. Our job is to work with people to get them to understand that where there's a will, there's a way. You can do it, you will do it. You do need a partner. We as a nonprofit become a long-term resource with people. That is how we've gotten a 0% foreclosure. But let me just move back. So for those people who are pretty mortgage ready, you know, we've got to work with them on a motivation. We've got to build their confidence. We've got to get them to know that no one's trying to take advantage and certainly the partners that we work with and the industry, we know them without question. We can stake our own reputation on them. So if they're ready, we do work out, as I said, the credit report, we provide a map for them, but we're dealing with them not on credit issues, but on uh, issues of confidence, issues mm -hmm. to let them know that, that they can do it and will be by their side. For those people who come to us who have some credit challenges, and right now, uh, Freddie Mac says, now this is just among the African-American community, there are 1.9 million, 1.9 million people who just need a little bit of a lift, little bit of guidance to get them over the hump so that they can become mortgage ready. Now, already there are 3.4 million African-Americans who are mortgage ready, and there are 44 million mortgage ready people sitting outside waiting for you, waiting for us to find them, teach them, encourage them. For the, uh, the, the folks who need a little bit of a lift, look, it's a matter of, uh, as I said, working with them on some credit issues, 
telling them what they can do about their 401k, just kind of giving them financial advice, also confidence. A lot of folks need down payment money. Where do they find it? How do they qualify for the money? They need to uh, really be guided. The, you know, the, the average person, and yes, everyone's talking about folks going on the web and they can find everything. But look, it's just not that easy. What appears to be really easy and, and uncomplicated for us, you know, when we start talking about escrow payments and portfolio loans and that, 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 I mean, the average person really does not understand this. And they are in such fear of, you know, appearing not so smart that they won't even ask a question. So the down payment, the, the, the credit guidance, the understanding, we've got to oftentimes sit down and give people to come to Jesus meeting. Look, if you are making $50,000 a year, it's no need in looking at a house that costs 500,000. Look, and see, we can say this, to people. A lender is not good. Maybe a realtor might, but you know, we've got to make sure that people understand what league they're in, be happy that they're in that league. Let us magnify that league and they can move to the to the next league. So you've got those people in the middle. And yes, there are people who come to us who need a lot of help, a lot of work, um, and we do work with them. No question, but I want everyone to know that an organization like ours, uh, among my homeownership advisors, their focus is on working with all streams of people. And especially we have to uh, put some attention on those people who are mortgage ready today, who have money saved, who have a higher credit score, and basically they're just scared. They are just scared and they're scared, let me just say, of our industry because so often they've seen negatives, they've heard negatives, and they just really don't know who to trust. So what we're doing here and what the industry needs to do more of is build relationships. That's how business is done. It's with relationships. Likewise, when a person leaves Home Free USA and becomes a homeowner, we have the relationship that happens on the pre-purchase side. And then they are able, they know that, look, if I have a problem, divorce, medical issues, lose my job, something happens, let me just call someone that I believe in, that I've worked with, they can guide me, I trust them. This is why we're of value to your customers, to average consumers, but also, to our partners and certainly to the GSEs and FHFA, um, FHA, FHA and FHFA, uh, because our job is to make sure that people are able to keep their homes and they have the right um, uh, information that allows them to do so. 
Well, you raised a couple points that I thought that if you could go in a little bit deeper about, and one of them is, is I think, how do you find, in other words, are you doing webinars? How are you finding these potential borrowers? And I guess my other question has to tie together with this issue about what type of myths do you think are out there that financial institutions have regarding, let's say, the a low to moderate or the, the middle income uh, per, uh consumer in terms of outreach look at the end of the day it doesn't matter how good your product or service is and this is just coming from marcia griffith let me just say if people don't know about how good you are you're not you're not going to get the business so you have to be out there right pat we do a lot um, I am just finishing up with a television show on PBS called Smart Money Moves. I mean, we do a lot of outreach radio ads, particularly in black and brown uh, communities, referrals. Uh, we have, uh, we have a, a church program called Faith and Finance. Uh, look, every place we can find people where we can develop relationships with the leaders uh, or presidents like we also have a, a program that I started uh, five years ago. It's called the Center for Financial Advancement. Now, this is with historically Black colleges and universities because these are our next cadre of home buyers and homeowners. This is these are our next Black and Brown, Black and Brown business leaders. These are the people that need to come into our companies. They need to be exposed to the mortgage industry for career choices, but also uh, to understand what it takes in order to uh, get a home, keep a home. So we are very, very, very marketing oriented and, and we fuse the marketing orientation uh, and, and opportunities with our partners. And so when you see the financial institutions, what are some of the myths and, and how has their reception been to, let's say, the career component from these historically Black colleges? What, what's been the reception and experience that you've had? Another excellent question. Well, first of all, let me just start with the HBCUs. Uh, the reception has been excellent. It has been excellent. We are now at uh, 15 going on 16 schools, started off with one. This is an entrepreneurial investment. Uh, let me just say here that it is not easy. <laughs> it is not easy. I know that you know after George Floyd, a lot of money was invested on and on and on. We feel, uh, Pat, that where the HBCUs are concerned, uh, you, we have to, it's good to invest in a building, but look, at the end of the day, if these kids, if they graduate and they're able to get good jobs, and really we would love it if they got good jobs in our industry, but if they could get good jobs, paying good money, understanding what it takes to become a home, uh, a home owner, uh, if they understand that it is their job to go back into their community and uplift the financial knowledge. Uh, this is what we see. I say it's not easy, look, I have a team of eight people and it, that's eight full-time people and uh, who are on these campuses for eight months of a year. We have a Money for Life conference 
that where we bring our partners together and our students. So that is a recruitment opportunity. You meet, you greet right there in October. You can figure out who you want, uh, what you think about the students. And these students are trained. They are primed. They are developed. It's not like being just coming, going to a school and sitting at a table, hoping and praying that someone's going to come by. We vet our students for our partners. We, uh, the students at these schools are on a pay for performance scorecard with us. So at the end of the day, we know who will perform. And so when we send them to a Freddie Mac or a Rocket or a Bank of America or Wells Fargo, any truest, any of them, when we send them, we know that they're gonna perform because they performed well with us. They have stood the test of time. So that's on the diversity standpoint. That needs to be heightened because the one thing that our industry does not have on the mortgage side are internships. Right. Yes, on the banking side, but not on the mortgage side. And this is critical. We are working with Enact and, um, you know, Genworth and others. They, they have decided, uh, they, they have provided for us uh, templates and, and we get certifications with our students. But as I said, these students are on a pay for performance scorecard. So it works out well. But look, my team is on it. For our partners, they don't have to do anything once they invest in CFA. It's called the Center for Financial Advancement. Center for Financial Advancement. Uh, Home Free USA, HBCU, Center for Financial Advancement. It is on our website, by the way. Uh, at the end of the day, our my staff is on campus. So any connections that a person, that a partner would want, we can make those connections and we go from the presidents of the universities on down. So that's on diversity. And yes, uh, there's a, a need for loan officers. No question, people do business with people like themselves. This is just normal. <laughs> this is just normal. Right. And uh, so uh, this is important. And, uh, but also everyone's not gonna be a loan officer, but you know, we wanna integrate them into being a processor or underwriter, whatever, whatever, but we've gotta get them in to the fold first. So that's number one on the diversity issue. Number two, the myths. And I'm speaking from the African-American perspective, and this is not a negative, but it's a reality. You know, a lot of African-Americans, as I said earlier, you know, the media is just replete with all the negatives. Then we've got all the denials and then all of the people that's been ripped off and on and on and on and on. So people have become, uh, particularly people of color, particularly African-Americans, they need someone to build or rebuild that relationship. The myth is that, well, when I get denied, they didn't want me anyway, but nobody even talked to them. You know, a loan officer comes in and they want an application and they kind of pre-qualify them, but it's not really in depth. So when they're denied, when they are denied, you know, they're thinking, well, you know, it's really a stab in the heart. I mean, this is nothing to play with. 
It's a stab in the heart. People feel they didn't want me anyway. You know, this is terrible. And then, my God, they've gone out and told everybody in the family to buy a house. And then uh, when, when it gets to the underwriter, there are a lot of questions. And that's another thing. We need more diversity in the underwriting division because there are nuances Mm-hmm. that apply to different communities that we just simply have to be aware of. And I will say also that, uh, and this doesn't really have to do with the myths, but we need to consider more pilots, more pilots between the lender and the GSEs to test certain things, test if if uh, you know if a 640, a credit score with you know one or two little issues there will will work and, and test that person and coming from a counseling organization how will that person fare how will that person perform i guarantee you most people coming who have had pre-purchase education and not just class not just the down payment class i'm talking about working with a homeownership advisor who can guide them who they built a relationship with, who they can talk to and be very honest and forthright with, uh, this those people will perform well. And I'll put my name on that one for whatever that's worth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you talked a lot about, and let's circle back to the agency side. They've coming out with certainly with some different programs that are raising some of these issues. One of them is their they call it the single family index, and they're going to now provide to investors uh, insights into uh, the socially orientated lending activities, and they've identified eight areas, if I remember correctly. Um, do you think this is something that will make a big difference? Because now what they're saying from an investor standpoint, when the loan goes into a mortgage-backed security, is that that, that the investor can look at how compliant in other words, what activities the, the the firm that had originated the loan had really had done. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's, I know that's a pilot that they've been wanting to run out uh, for years. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that if we if we make the information given to the investor um, that, in, that really is interested in these topics, that they can see the difference between different securities because you know, a security will have certain loans in it and others will won't. What's your thoughts on that? I have a number of thoughts there. Number one, you know, just providing lenders with some socially oriented activities is not going to meet the needle because most of the people who are in the industry are not a part of the communities that they're hoping to serve. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Just because you have a list of activities. And that kind of borders on, you know, CRA. CRA requires right. you to do that, 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 that. Well, just because you do those things does not necessarily mean that you will be successful. You know, it's it, you can have a product. You can have a product and you think that the product is good. But, you know, number one, I would highly suggest that more focus groups are held. Focus groups are held, even the nonprofit organizations that you're partnering with can bring people together, can bring these uh, these um, 
uh, minority underserved represented groups together and, and just in general can bring people together. That's how you build a relationship with that nonprofit. But they have the people. They can bring them together so that they can give you an assessment of you know what activity is really going to work. Right. Uh, the, the bottom line is that the GSEs, uh, they're great. And I work with both of them. Uh, love uh, FHFA and, 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 and of course, uh, HUD too. The bottom line is just giving people a task doesn't mean that they can feel the task, that they can inspire uh, results from the test. I mean, that is really what we have to be able to do. So I would say good, good. Good for Fannie. I'm sure that they're trying. Fannie and Freddie uh, both, I believe, are are are, be, are now allowing rental accounts uh, to be uh, considered. Look, we need more, more, more. We need to have cell phones uh, to be considered uh, uh, towards uh, the mortgage. We really need to be looking at how we improve. But I think, honestly. We need to have more discussions with the people who either represent or the people who are in the the um, the the audience that you're trying to go to. And too often in our mortgage industry, uh, we we um, produce products that really is of no value. We thought it was great, like, you know, coming up with a closing cost assistance. Well, okay, that's fine. But what people really need is money on the front end, the down payment. So, look, the we, we need to build partnerships, Pat. It's the partnerships, in my opinion. And when I look at 2023, from the Home for USA standpoint, we look at 2023 as our year of transformation and triumph. Transformation because we all need to transform. We need to grow. We need to do better. Uh, technology is a big part of the mortgage industry, and, and it has to become a bigger part of the nonprofit uh, side. And this is why this is one of the things that we're doing with our, with our affiliates. Uh, so in terms of transformation, we need to transform and learn from each other. On the nonprofit side, we can learn a lot, a lot from our mortgage partners, but there has to be a relationship established. And if there's no one that knows everything. And so, yes, the, you know, Fannie and Freddie and everyone that's trying to do more kudos to you. Let's continue. But we do need to have these partnerships. And as I said, transformation and triumphs. Our triumphs will come from three P's. One, reaching more people. We have to reach more people and touch their hearts and minds about homeownership. The second P is that we've got to get more people prepared. So when the industry turns around, when things get better, hopefully around the end of the year, we've got folks ready, willing, and able to uh, not only be approved, but also to buy homes that they can afford. They will be ready. And the third P, of course, so reaching more people, 
getting people prepared. And the third P person from the third P, of course, is partnerships. We have to have more partnerships. And I can speak uh, to the wonderful opportunities that we uh, at Home Free USA have with our partners. We learn from them. They learn from us. None of us come to the table expecting that we know everything. We deal with the, the really big, uh, the big banks, the, the, and the big independence all the way down to the little ones. But you know, it's kind of like a marriage, if you will. You got to get married. Every, every partnership is not going to be good, but you can find some good ones that you can get married to. And my God, what a difference we're going to be able to make. Right. That's a good point for sure. You've mentioned about the Freddie Mac mortgage ready analysis, which I think is a powerful analysis that I certainly think uh, more lenders need to really focus on. So are you seeing that lenders and we're talking not just banks, but independent mortgage bankers and credit unions, are they seeing this as a huge market opportunity? Or are they still stuck thinking it's just a social requirement? You know, I don't know that they have grasped, grasped the idea that this is an opportunity. Uh, you know, a lot of folks haven't grasped the, the thought that the demographics of our country, the demographics are changing. And look, that's not bad or good, but that's, that's the reality. Right. And so we have to appeal to the demographics. We got to appeal to uh, our present customers and our and our future customers. So with Freddie Mac, uh, the research is outstanding. Right. I don't know how um, valuable a lot of lenders see this. We just just a couple of weeks ago we had Freddie Mac on, and we had all of our lending partners and all of our nonprofit affiliates there to listen to the research. The bottom line is, look. Some of us are going to wake up and some won't. It's okay. The, but, you know, for those of us that's going to wake up and see, you know, whether it's a social, these are social stats or whether they're, uh, you know, opportunistic stats. The bottom line is what can you take from this? How can you benefit from it? I mean, we need to look just in life. How do we benefit? Which is why had I go back to uh, our how I describe our year of 2023. Look, I know all the bad news. We hear the economic uh, uh, falls. We know about inflation. We all feel it. I don't care who you are. We all feel it. But we have to look at the positive side. What do we do now to move the needle forward tomorrow? And I do feel that the only way, or at least the best way, that we will do this is through partnerships. Yeah, no, it's a good and, point and, for and, sure. And the desire to look for an opportunity rather than the desire to look for a problem. Right. That's a good point for sure. Talk about uh, the independent mortgage bankers in particular, the Trident mortgage case, a settlement case that was brought by the Department of Justice uh, has seemed to waken those folks up regarding this issue of it, where you're placing your offices, all the people that you're hiring. What are your thoughts on that? Or have you seen an impact from the independent mortgage bankers that they now recognize that they have to be concerned about this issue? Uh, from just a not just 
a, a nice to do, but this is important to do because you're now going to be watched. Well, I work with, and we work with several independents. I will say that the independents that I work with, um, they, they have it in their culture, in their DNA already mm-hmm. to uh, be customer focused, provide excellent customer service, to be aware of the changing demographics and to not take advantage of people. Now, I must say, and I know Trident, I don't know that in many cases where they they saw themselves as taking advantage of people, right. um, they probably did not. But that is where these kind of partnerships sort of wane in. Same thing on the, you know, on the on the mortgage, on the servicing side with Carrington. You know, when we are able to sort of come together, uh, those of us on the front end, when I say on the front end, dealing with the customers, we're probably able to see things that you might not be able to see. Uh, do, do I feel that it's moving the needle? Uh, yes and no. It is not moving the needle with those people who are already about the business of doing it. And a lot are. They are already, they already understand they're they're not they are very cognizant of service and uh, loyalty and doing the right thing. So that's a good thing. For other folks who uh, see this with Trident, I mean, look, their their distrust and their dislike for CFPB and DOJ <laughs> just happens to grow. I mean, and they see them as the issue. But the, at the end of the day. Look, we all run into problems in our lives, in our business lives, and in our personal lives. This is the time for us to take heed. This is the time for us to look very carefully at what we're doing, why we're doing it, and to whom we're doing it to. So I don't think that, I mean, of the of the industry leaders that I know, and whether I work with them or not, I, I don't think that the intent is fraudulent. I just don't think that in some cases, uh, there are, there's still racism that's out here. There's a lack of understanding of people other than oneself. And uh, there is a a closed view of looking inward, looking inward and deciding what more could I have done instead of hating you know, the CFPB and everybody else. What more could I do to be better? And we really need to come together. That is why diversity in the upper echelons of mortgage operations, financial services in general, diversity is critical because we can bring uh, our backgrounds, we can bring our talents, we can bring our ideas from where we work and bring them to where we are. And it just makes for a better company, you know, better people, a better society, and certainly, you know, a be- and better outcomes in general. 
Well, you raised a lot of great points also about that topic, and you've already mentioned, uh, which is one of the things that I think is really important, that when it really comes down to it, maybe changing the demographic numbers of what we are looking at that translate into loans does tie together with this issue that you already mentioned about having more diverse loan officers, and especially uh, many of the Fed, uh, the Federal Reserve regional uh, institutions have done reports and analysis that they've seen the link between if you really want to change the outcome, that you have to obviously look at hiring more diverse loan officers. What's your thoughts on that? I fully agree, but it's not just loan officers because sure. the loan officer plays one role. If you don't have diversity in the line of the underwriter and throughout this process, you know, you still run into problems. So my thought is, first of all, I wholeheartedly agree on diversity. And even in uh, my organization, we're very, very focused on diversity. We want Hispanics, Ethiopians, Black, White, yeah. Haitian, every, I mean, we need to just come together and learn uh, and learn from each other. So yes, I agree. Uh, with the, the feds on their research, but I also say that it goes way beyond loan officers. We have to have a management training program in our institutions that enable a person to decide. And, and, you know, I mean, a loan officer is more of a sales kind of person. Everybody is not that way. But, you know, are you better as a processor? Are you better with a, um, are you better with a, you know, with a, um, as an underwriter, whatever, closer. Uh, it, it, but it all, it, it all is determined by the kind of person that you have and also the, the desires of that person to do a great job. So uh, just a couple questions and certainly I would like you to share some takeaways today because you certainly covered a lot of important information for sure. But when you look at this whole issue of changing the dynamics of what the sales side to the op side looks like. Um, and now the industry is certainly in um, a down market, as we like to say. And has it been more difficult to get the attention of lenders that you partner with in this down market? Or are actually they seeing it as an opportunity? Um, there has been a... Um, a minimization, if you will, it certainly in hiring, in hiring. I don't know that it's, you know, that the fire has completely gone out around diversity for those that are interested in that. But yes, when, when profits are down, when originations are down, when folks are looking at, you know, they've let, they've had to let uh, people go in their organizations. They're really, really focused on that. And I got it. I got it. No problem. Which is why certainly, you know, we need to work together. Uh, all lenders, all particularly banks with CFA, uh, CRA and others. Look, if we could work together to reach people, teach people, influence them so that they know that bank A and bank B or uh, and, and independent C are have their back. You know, when once we get them, uh, get these partners aligned with the potential customers, when 
things begin to ease, when the housing supply begins to ease, and that's another whole subject there, and that's an area that we also deal with in, in Home Free USA. But uh, once that occurs, once you know things get better, we've got something to work with, and you, you will have people who are dedicated uh, to you. But yes, right now, uh, everyone's thinking about how do I improve the customer experience? You know, how do I do this? What, what kind of mortgage products are best? But once again, unless you have other folks coming to the table, the focus groups, the community partners that you have to kind of give you the 411, well, I think you just tweak it this way and tweak it that way because these are the things that will appeal to my customers. This is great. This is what we need. Let me just say that loans are still being done. I mean, right. there's no question, you know, and that's a good thing. Maybe not as many, but we have to prime the pump. We've got to build partnerships. We've got to get people prepared. We've got to reach more and teach more. And we can do the teaching. You guys just be ready when a person is mortgage ready. These are the people that will send to you. Well, that's really great words to, to end on. Talk about a couple of takeaways for today for our listeners on what they can do to make this, um, certainly to make this a reality. 2023 is a can be a very positive year. I know we've heard all of the negative news. Uh, we, we know the impact that inflation is causing on even us. But at the end of the day, we have to prepare for the long term. We have to prepare for tomorrow. What do I suggest? Number one, I suggest partnerships. Partnerships with uh, community-based organizations, partnerships with, uh, with, with groups who are about the homeownership business, uh, these are like counseling organizations. I know everyone says, well, I don't know who to go to. Well, you can go to HUD.gov. You can certainly call Home Free USA if you need to wherever you are. But we have to have partnerships. We have to build relationships with your customers, home buyers and homeowners. And we haven't even begun, Pat, to talk about the homeowners and what they need. And maybe that will be uh, on another podcast, but we've got to wrap our arms around these customers. It is not going to happen automatically. It is not going to happen just because someone gives you some points, do this, do the other. You have to have people internally who can uh, implement, who can uh, who can reach the, the hearts and minds and understand how to reach and touch and influence the people that you want to uh, that you want to impact and your customers. It can be done. It is being done uh, now, but just in smaller ways. But it is going to take us coming together. And I guarantee you at the end of 2023, we could all look at more triumphs. We can look at uh, increased, uh, increased diversity in your workforce. We can look at our CEOs feeling very proud that not only have they built their business, uh, made their business even stronger, but they've also made the customers that they're working with stronger also. So 
together we can we can make a lot of things happen. Well, that's inspirational for sure. And I want to thank everybody for listening to that. I want to thank Marcia for really sharing all her wisdom on this important topic. We have to have you come back and talk about the homeowners because I agree that topic has not really been addressed. And I want to certainly thank everyone for spending time with us. Thanks, Marcia. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you spending time with us. If your sales team needs training in hiring and lead generation, schedule a free consultation by emailing me at psherlock at qfsconsulting.com.